or thank you for joining us if it's your first time. This is the Mind Wealth Podcast, and my name is Chelsea. Get ready to sit back, relax, and unwind while we chat about all kinds of things. With the widespread news of artificial intelligence stepping onto the scene in a big way, and how it's been assisting our society in doing more, it raises questions about where, or if, it might help you with mental health. So let's talk today about some ways that artificial intelligence is currently in use for mental health and some ways that maybe we should be a little bit more leery of what AI can do for us. I suppose we should first start with what is artificial intelligence and how does it work? Complicated topic oversimplified. Our society has been working on AI for a long time in many different versions. It has taken center stage in a lot of our sci-fi movies and futuristic television shows, Our scientists and computer technologists have been dreaming of the days they could bring their projects to fruition. In the simplest terms, artificial intelligence is using computer science and a hardy system of datasets to enable problem solving via computer functions. If you want to learn more about artificial intelligence from one of the companies working closely with AI projects, I'll link an IBM article for you that I believe is very in-depth on the subject. It goes over the different kinds of AI and some of the history behind it. And while AI is a nice tool to have at your disposal in a lot of different fields, I would like to talk more in depth about the use of artificial intelligence in mental health. How could it be used to help people? How is it helping people right now? How might it help us in the future? The answers are pretty neat, I think, because it's already being implemented in a lot of ways. So let's talk about a few of them. AI is helping to keep quality control standards high across many therapy sessions. How is it doing this? Currently, there are a few clinics using AI to help sift through session notes and make sure that the verbiage is consistent among providers, and it's measuring the effectiveness in helping their patients. It leans into the idea of neurolinguistic programming and how to properly use it and how that can effectively help positive patient outcomes. AI is also helping to diagnose patients and get them into the right care. With all of the previous data that we have collected from years of helping to treat patients, AI is using this data to help doctors earlier diagnose mental issues and then help those patients get slotted with proper care. Think if you had eye conditions, you'd see an eye doctor. So you, if you have work anxiety, you see a therapist that specializes in workplace anxiety. AI is also helping to monitor those already in treatment and earlier diagnose when things aren't working. Specifically, in current cases, the AI is looking for what you might call change talk activity in therapy sessions. Phrases such as, I can't live like this anymore. This is more serious than I realized before. Or I need to do something about this. Coming from the patient are huge indicators that therapy is working. And if those types of sentences are not present, maybe help the patient find someone who can reach them and get them to those kinds of conclusions. AI has even made it into our wardrobes. It has become wearable technology that can help us with mental health in a myriad of ways. Things like Fitbit, Apple Watches, and Aura Rings are all different technologies that can be used to help aid in your mental health journey, instead of relying on word of mouth alone. While these tools do not directly change our mental health, applications that are teaching us mindfulness tricks, breathing recommendations, they actually might be. It's important to note that there isn't a lot of data yet supporting how effective these meshings are, but there are more tools than ever out there. AI is also helping to enhance engagement within our therapy sessions. Not only does AI help you find the right practitioner for you, it works to help you to seamlessly schedule appointments and send your reminders for those appointments, making finding therapy a much easier task. 
While AI helps you schedule, you may also find yourself chatting with a bot, and it can help guide you to how quickly you might need to seek therapy, depending on your answers. Like I previously stated, it can help diagnose patients and get them to the right care. This also includes when you seem to be needing a bit more help than your normal sessions might give. Now, let's chat about some of the negatives of using AI for mental health. First off, in order to have an effective AI model, you need to have a copious amount of data for it to draw its conclusions. And if that data is hard to decipher or is coded differently depending on the provider, things could get a little funky. Long story short, the complexity of mental health issues creates problems with the data banks for the AI to draw from. So while it can be helpful, it could also be harmful if someone is not auditing these results appropriately. There is always a bias potential in AI, and it could be huge when it comes to the complexity of mental health issues. Why? Because as previously stated, the data is only as good as its sources. While some data is readily available, different types of data may not be. And the complexity of cultures, races, and even genders can affect mental health issues and their treatments. The ability to protect the data is another huge area of concern when it comes to AI. If you're using a widely spread AI form to reach a large number of people, it not only opens up all of their data to being used and abused, but it also opens up the vulnerability of the AI system with that many potential harmful users. So limiting access to the data that the AI uses, or how a person interacts with the AI, are extremely important things to look at when thinking about the benefits it could bring. And lastly, the upfront costs of integrating AI services into an already created networks of mental health may price the practice out for many people. If you're looking to incorporate AI technologies, you'll be paying for the systems needed to run the programs, the employees to install and get the systems up and running, and the technical support system in order to keep your AI in good working condition. I'm sure there are more hidden costs associated with licensing and regulations that I haven't touched on. So be aware that if you're looking at getting your practice integrated with AI, to ask all the questions. Or, if your provider is looking to change over to some of their services being AI, speak up about your concerns. Next, I would like to share some of my thoughts on AI and mental health. While I think keeping up with technology in the times is super important, and allows you to reach more of the younger generation, it is still important to keep some form of personal assistance in place, to cater to people who still require face-to-face -face connections. Not everyone can be helped in a fast-paced world by newfangled technology working at the speed of light, but some people can. With the rate of people suffering from mental health issues being around one in five persons in the United States, making mental health care available to as many people from as many backgrounds as we can is so important. While I believe that integrating and using some of the AI is going to be amazing, we shouldn't forget that the foundations that got mental health to where it is today. I am not sold on the fact that AI could ever actually replace a human in the actual workspace of therapy. No matter how good the datasets are, could it ever really replace human connection? I think it could assist in a lot of ways. I think it could definitely, if used correctly and managed safely and appropriately, make a huge impact on how well humans can assist other humans in times of need. AI could increase the effectiveness of therapy by helping streamline the more obvious cases and get people on their treatment programs more effectively. I believe that the more complicated cases will always take a skilled professional. 
Streamlining the more straightforward cases could free up a lot of time for the people with better success rates and get everyone on quicker roads to the alleviation of negative symptoms. As with all things internet, though, you need to do your research. There are a ton of therapy applications out there, and many of them are not regulated. When you're taking your mental health into your own hands, be sure the people or the AI that you're relying on are accredited or FDA-approved. The reasons you're looking for these stamps of approval is to make sure any of your data is being protected by federal and state laws, and that you're actually going to be getting the care that you're seeking, not just spending money on elixirs of lies. Finally, the future of AI and psychology-based fields is going to be amazing to see. AI is going to start to take over a lot more of the menial tasks and easy-replace jobs that do not require a ton of interaction. I do not know if there will ever be an artificial intelligence provider on staff at local offices, but we have already heard it on phone systems and in chat responses when interacting with some forms of customer service or scheduling. With the shortage of practitioners and the rise of mental health issues, we will definitely see psychology field leaning into AI to get help wherever they can. And specifically in lower income areas where resources are scarce, it could be a major tool in helping reach those populations. As it just might be better to have some help for those populations, even if it's only AI, than no help at all. And as always, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I've enjoyed our time together. If you want to join me again for another chat, you can keep your eyes peeled every Wednesday for a new episode. Feel free to follow me at MindWealth on Instagram if you want to get to know me a little bit in the meantime. I'm looking forward to seeing you next week. 